So, what is up and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk. Now, I want to apologise. Since I put out the last episode, uh, there are two reasons for it. The first is my poor scheduling and time management, which meant I had it written out, but I never actually took it any further than that and didn't schedule the time and the time got away from me. And before I knew it, it was kind of already Monday and I couldn't get it out. So yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) And I didn't want to rush it because I could have done it on the Sunday, but I had about an hour and I didn't want to sit there and rush through and just throw it out to you, not actually looking to work on it because that's not part of the whole process. The whole part is being committed and disciplined in the sense of making sure what I do is putting out good content for yourself so for you amazing listeners thank you for sticking with me thank you for coming back for this week um and yeah it won't happen again promise scouts on her i know you can't see it but yeah scouts on her so last week or not last week the last episode that we did we talked about macronutrients so the big boys the protein carbohydrates and fats of diet and we did say last week we were gonna look micronutrients and then also as well, we'll have a little, we'll have a quick ride over to supplements as well, because I think micronutrients and supplements kind of go into the same area. It's things that can easily be missed and not understood properly, but yet something that we should look to incorporate or be mindful of what's there. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to have a look at the micronutrients, blast them out of the way, have a bit of a supplementation review, and then take it from there into next week. So. Let's go. Let's crack in. So the micronutrients. These are something I feel get missed, like I was saying, by a lot of people. And we don't quite understand what they do. So we understand the popular ones which get advertised. So like your vitamin B12, your vitamin C, calcium, vitamin D and everything. We know these because they are pushed to us about this kind of supplement, about these micronutrients. So we know vitamin B12 is energy. We know that if you feel poorly, you should have some more vitamin C. We know when you're little, you should be having your calcium and your vitamin D for your bones to grow nice and strong, which is all true. But that's not the be all and end all because there's 13 vitamins and 15, well, there's more minerals, but mainly 15 essential minerals that we need to consume in what we should have in a widespread diet. So when we're looking at it, there is a lot more that go to it, but there is a lot more overlap. And it's basically something that we should look at. And if you're into your being healthy or training at the minute, these are something that you should be thinking, maybe this is what's holding me back. Or if I'm not getting enough sleep or quality sleep, is there something I can do? Is there a mineral that I can look at? Is there a vitamin that I could do? Just I need to review my diet. And it's easy when we sit there and we review, when we review a diet. Everybody does it. You'll sit there and you focus on the big boys because we know what they are. We can comprehend that a carbohydrate is pasta and rice and potatoes and protein is chicken and eggs kind of thing. We can comprehend that stuff and it's easy. What isn't easy is when we're looking at the smaller stuff, the, the stuff that fills in the gaps. So if you think of your, your macronutrients as bricks in a wall, your vitamins and minerals are your mortar, your compo that sticks them all together that actually holds the wall as a structure because if you just put the bricks on top of it you could push them over but if they're all connected by one which is your micronutrients in there we have a lot stronger foundation dietary wise so if you picture that in your head we've done the bricks we're now looking at the compo what are we going to put in to make sure these bricks aren't going to shift and are sustainable for us so now to break it down our vitamins are a B1 to B7, B9, B12, C, D, E, and K. 
Now, some of these we probably don't hear of, but we consume anyway on a daily basis because that is what's in natural food. It's what is there on many things that we eat. And minerals, we've got calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sodium, chloride, magnesium, iron, zinc, iodine, chromium, copper, fluoride, manganese and selenium. So these ones that we're looking at are all potentially in your diet, but sometimes, like we've said before, they can go a bit amiss, but we'll come to that at the end, because that comes into the supplements bit, I believe. So we can see there's a large spectrum of stuff that are here, and all of them are vital. So what we're going to do today is cover this stuff, so you understand what it is. So if say if you go to the doctors and they go, right, you've got a vitamin A deficiency, you can sit there and go, oh yeah, I know what that means, or you can sit there and go, eh? What the hell's that? Let me go and Google. And then if you Google, you'll look like you're going to be losing your arm within two weeks because that's what happens with Google. You can go with a common cold and all of a sudden you come out putting a will together because you might not last a week. That's not right. So this is scientific, the empirical evidence of what these minerals and vitamins are and what they can do. So let's start with the vitamins. And we'll go down, boom, and I'm not going to go through all the B ones because they're generally much of a muchness and work together. But like A... So A, if you think of it in an acronym-wise or anything that to do that, A is for all. So your vitamin A helps with your vision, skin, bone and tooth growth and immunity. So it helps a lot of aspects, pretty much all the aspects that a vitamin or mineral does work with. B is our boosting one. B for boost because pretty much all B vitamins offer energy metabolism with the additions of nerve function and red blood cells and making DNA. So essentially, vitamin B... 1 to 7, 9 and 12 are our energy boosters. These are the ones that are like give us a kick up in the arse. And I know a lot of healthier cereals have this because that's what they look to advertise and put out there, vitamin B12. But it's in lots of stuff. And for you cheese lovers, fantastic. Vitamin B12 is in abundance in cheese. So you've kind of hit a winner there. C, citrus. And like we know, it helps with our immunity, antioxidants, iron absorption, but also helps with protein metabolism. So we don't realise that's what it does because we focus on the fact it helps with immunity and uh, like coughs and colds and we should increase it. But we don't look at the fact that it does help with protein as well. D is dense, like we know. This is to do with our bones. And you can only absorb calcium if you have sufficient vitamin D. So... Vitamin D and calcium are like brothers. They go together and you can't separate them because you can't have one without the other in terms of bone health. E, external. So it protects our external wall of the cells and provides an antioxidant protection. So it actually helps us on a cellular level. And then K is for clot, which we do need for proper blood thinning and clotting processes. So if you have uh, a blood issue, so say you have anemia, then you might not have the sufficient vitamin K. Alternatively, see if some people get put on a blood thinning medication, it's a vitamin K antagonist, so it prevents that from occurring. So this is what I mean, like vitamins and minerals play a big role that we don't really know and look into that often. But they are there, they're sitting there watching us. And it may seem a lot, but like I was saying, much of this will all come in a wide variety diet. Uh, Coach Greg Glassman, which is one of the... CrossFit Universe people, he came up with a quote and he had it in his training complexes and on courses that I saw as well. And it says, what we need is to eat meat, vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, little starch and no sugar for a wide balanced diet. And that covers everything that we would need on carbohydrates, fats 
proteins, minerals, vitamins from everything that you would do. But which is a good example, don't get me wrong, I think it's a fantastic example and a good outline to use. But what it doesn't fit is everybody's dietary choices and trends that are going on. So if you're vegan or vegetarian, obviously the meat thing isn't an, an option for you, so you'd have to look somewhere else. So that could be like your tofu, or if you do have certain preferences that you don't eat red meat or you only eat fish and stuff like that. It basically a wide variety diet that you need to look into. And it's one of these that you would realise if something wasn't right because you wouldn't feel right. Something would be out of kilter. Our bodies are very delicate thing and when balances go out of proportion, you know about it, whether it's just stuff like being tired not efficient sleep, your recovery from training is taking a lot longer, you feel lightheaded, stuff like that. We can look at it and then all of a sudden be thinking, right, something's not quite right here. So we want to look to use the unprocessed sources, stuff that is natural, come from direct, I don't know, from the source, like spinach is fantastic for a multitude of things, bananas, apples, oranges, those kind of stuff. If you're having it in a sense of gums or chewies then it's a processed version we need to try and get unprocessed food in and all not all vitamins are done the same so we don't always have to get it through diet for example vitamin d you can get that from going outside sunlight reacting with the skin produces vitamin d in the body so that's why they sometimes say if you do feel like you are showing signs of vitamin d deficiency what they'll ask you to do is get outside a bit more as well because that might be the thing that you're lacking i feel like i have it sometimes so working in eight till five well actually no it's not done five but working eight till six inside in the labs where you don't get natural light hitting your skin can result in it so i try to on my days off on the weekend is get outside more do stuff that i can outside so that is vitamins and basically the, the whole point of vitamins is a wide variety diet and you will consume all the vitamins that you need but obviously sometimes we have natural deficiencies and we'll get to that kind of stuff in a bit. So that is the first set of superpower boosting stuff that we need. Now we're going to go on to minerals and on that I just want to put a disclaimer in. These will not provide powers of flight or climbing walls. It is not that kind of boosting of power. You need to be able to be bitten by a spider or something like that to be able to do that kind of stuff. But now, on to minerals. And minerals are, they are essential, but some are essential that we need daily and for life to go on and do everything we need to. Some are just essentially in our bodily functions. So, and we went through the list before of what they are and what they come under. And we're going to just go into a few now. So first and probably the most important, which I do feel like it is probably one of the most important minerals that we should consume or what we should be getting in our body and it is essential for life, is calcium. And like I said, we all know this is good for bones and teeth and when we're growing up as a kid. But it's good for so much more and it involves in so much more that goes on. So from like from my side of work you, with the heart, it is involved in the contraction of the heart muscle, providing a stimulus for electrical current to make the heart beat. It is good for the contraction and expansion of general muscles and arteries in the body. And additionally, it is there for neuron messages. So we use calcium in the sense of sending a neuron message from our brain to wherever it needs to go. And it is there for hormone and enzyme production as well. So you can see why calcium is a big part of our life, why it plays such a key role in everything that we do. Because it is there from our enzymes and hormones to providing a stimulus on the conduction system of the heart, allowing it to beat. So 
anything out of kilter here can result in a lot of different things going wrong. We could have osteoporosis. We could look at having conduction issues in the heart. Except, so, yeah, big brother of the whole mineral world, I do believe. Next is iron. Iron is one of these things that we know we have and it's good. But do you know it's the oxygen-carrying compound in the blood? So it is important that we get sufficient iron. And if you have too much, it will make you feel poorly. And if you have too little, that's when you're classed as anemic. And it's going to affect you in both ways. So this is what I'm saying. Your body will tell you when these are right. So if you have a wide variety diet, you're hitting it. It's doing it for you. Stick with what you're doing. Iodine. Iodine is one of these things that we probably don't think. And I think stuff like iodine is we think of like dyes rather than stuff that we use in the body and it helps make thyroid hormones so again if anything is low on that front we would have issues with fatigue now i'm going to group four together and we're going to discuss them because they combine they work really well and they also work with others as well so like sodium potassium and they're in the list and they work on the conduction system with calcium but we're talking sodium potassium magnesium and chloride which all help in blood pressure, heart circulation, nerves, muscles, aiding DNA production. So they they do work on a very broad complex and work in many different areas as well. But the key thing in this, obviously this podcast does resort to health and training as well and fitness. So these four minerals are ideal for us with electrolytes. They provide us with a kind of mini level energy source. So when you're dehydrated, you might have some water, which is fantastic because it might just quench your thirst and make you think, oh, that's better. But it hasn't hydrated you properly because it hasn't provided everything it needs. If you had an electrolyte drink that contains these, you would feel replenished because it's going to be taken up into our bloodstream to be used. And how it works, if you drink a glass of water, yes, it's going to go in, you're going to feel hydrated. You drink electrolytes because when that gets put in the body, the minerals that are involved have a very high potential in the actual fluid we've just consumed whereas the body is shown a low potential by the power of our body knowing what is a high concentration and where there's a low concentration there will be a swift adaptation of these minerals from consumption into the bloodstream to be used and we can feel hydrated quicker so if you're a runner and you've been trying to hit your target getting out there every day running but you feel like at a certain point you are starting to flag or maybe you are looking at thinking right i need to push a bit more but i need to work on my diet and how i'm going to do it or what my plan is to get me from the 9k to the 10k because i can't seem to break that wall this could be a solution. It could be something completely different you've not th- thought of. You might have thought of your hydration strategy and what you're eating before you go for a run. But have you thought about during the run? Do you need to have some electrolytes thrown in there to replenish this stock of vital minerals that we need? Have you thought of what you have in your diet? Is it hitting enough beforehand? And I mean, stuff like this can be minor, but have a decent amount of potential for us so like i climbed snowden a couple of years ago and other people were eating like sandwiches that they made when they went up or pasta because they thought that was the right thing to do now for myself what i did was i had a big meal before i went probably an hour before so it's digesting and on the way up and down all i had was water electrolyte gels with glucose in and a banana or a couple of bananas i can't remember if it was one or two and this meant i could focus on what i was doing it was a good strategy i got everything i need for that the energy 
and it didn't mean I was stodged. I could do it, and I did it very easily, whereas other people complained of cramps and indigestion on the way up because of what they were doing. So a simple strategy of my focus was looking at my vitamins, minerals, electrolytes, and ensuring that I had a stock up of the big stuff beforehand meant I was able to achieve it. So that was our quick whistle-stop tour of micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. We've had a look at what they are, what they do, what is the best way of getting it, and also the differences between. So if you wanted to know the in-depth of it, drop me a message on Instagram. We can go through, I can talk, I can provide some more information for you, and we can discuss the factors of how it influences with yourself. But we also have to look at this aspect of supplements as well because i think it's one of these things people use but don't know how to use correctly like they'll go to the gym and go right i'm going to the gym i need protein yeah that's right but why can't you get it from natural sources why couldn't you get it from i don't know some boiled eggs that you could have to hit that protein is it necessary for you to have the protein shake or are you just doing it because i'm in the gym and i need protein it's not one of them we have to look at it in the bigger thing we have to look at the whole perspective and now, if you work like I do, you are at the house at seven, you're in work, at work starting for eight. You work till six, you head back at seven o'clock again, you cook, clean, have a shower, and by that time you've run out of daylight or time to do, actually do anything. So it can be hard to get your structured meals and dietary trends in, especially doing what I do in healthcare. We have half an hour in the day, and it's not like I can be in the middle of procedures or clinics and stuff and say, right, I just need to go and get my second meal of the day. Um, you're right just waiting here because it's not possible it's not feasible so sometimes supplements are key in that sense to get everything in and help us on our way through what we've got to do so we're going to go through five all in all and well one is like a 1a and 1b so it's four really and the first what we're going to look at is multivitamins now probably a very large proportion of people have multivitamins in their daily routine at the start of the day and they are good. They're not going to do you any damage other than if you have overconsumption of them, you're going to get some very expensive piss when it comes out the other end. But other than that, they are good for you. It gives you a full daily recommended intake of the vitamins and minerals that you need. And it's simply and easily done with a pop of the pill. So, yeah, multivitamins are something a lot of people use, which is great, fantastic. Carry on using them. But don't negate having a wide variety diet as well. Get plenty of fresh fruit and veg, meat, fish and everything in between. Get some nuts and seeds in there to provide it all for you. Because worst case scenario is you weed out at the end of the day. That's all you're going to do. Now, alongside multivitamins, we can have more focused tablets so like vitamin b12 i know i've said this a couple of times but it's one that is a popular deficiency for people and you've got to look at it so oh, i can't remember what site it is now so basically they had a vitamin b12 tablet and it's like two thousand percent of your daily recommended intake for this particular vitamin so you can see it is a huge bolus that you'd be taking of it so have a look at the whole perspective if you think you've got a deficiency go and get test first just to see because it might not be that at all yeah, so you can get these supplements in the large form where it provides everything for you or more focused to that particular vitamin and mineral. And they are easily and widely found. Not going to do you harm, but I would say try and get it through wide variety diets first before you go down that route. And then there's fish oil, and then that's coming in next. And one of these, I truly think we should have more fish oil. So I know I don't eat enough fish during a week. So fish oil is a very good sense for me to use. 
and it's basically providing us with some essential fatty acids as well as aiding us with joints and aids in inflammation and it depends what you have so you can have omega-3 omega-6 and omega-9 so they're like higher strength when it's omega-9 or what i've been using lately is krill oil so it's still like fish based but basically it helps with your eyes your heart and your brain as well and it is one of these things that once you start reading a bit more into it you realize the differences between them and that's going to be a different podcast because it's got to look into research and studies but yeah so fish oil is another key one which i think should be in so multivitamins take or leave them see how your diet is fish oil definitely get that in in your diet and if you don't get it through natural sources it might be well advised to supplement it protein so Protein, like I was saying, is one of these ones. Are you going to the gym? Are you hitting the weights? And now, because you're hitting the weights, you need that protein. Got to have a protein shake after every training session or you have one every morning. So it's one of them. Do you understand the process of it? Do you understand why you're having the protein? Or you're having it because you went to the gym, you want bigger muscles, and that's how it works. Have you tried through your diet? Are you doing it because your mate's done it? Are you doing it because you understand about DOMS and know that you want to recover? Are you doing it because you're bulking and realize it's a very swift and efficient way to try and pick up weight so that's what i mean like protein there's so much to it more than just shoving something in a bottle with some milk or water and necking it so it does aid with recovery it helps us in the sense of reducing doms it provides the building blocks for stuff to repair and then it helps whether you're leaning or bulking because you can get a wide variety of alternatives so some have carbs in and have really high calories whereas some is minimal calories because it is just purely protein that's in there so have a look at your diet first. Yes, get it in there. Use it. Find what you want to do. But like I've said, wide variety diets should always be in place first. It shouldn't be a supplement for a diet. Get your diet on point, And then if you need the extra, then have it. Or if you're going to work it in, work it in in a sense where you're not going to be over consuming. Because too much is bad for you. It's bad for your stomach and it can lead to other stuff research has shown. But... It does make your stomach go a bit iffy if you have too much. And if you're listening to this, you know what I mean. Because you've been there and you've had too much. And I've done it before. And it does mess your stomach. (laughs) And finally, this one's had so much controversy in the sense of supplements. And I think this has kind of made me want to do a podcast purely on supplements now. Because I think I can talk in. And I might bring a good guest of mine in who's been on the podcast before to come and join me. But supplements are one of these things that I feel are not used properly should be and this one had a lot of controversy with it so years ago it could have been seen as cheating if you took it and nowadays pretty much everybody in the gym is probably using it and that's creatine so creatine is helps us with our energy sources in our muscular level so you have different kind of energy systems so you have um creatine kinase system where it interferes with short burst activity so boosting up the levels helps us and it also helps with muscle growth and water retention as well so you can feel more hydrated when you start taking it and the controversy like i said was with people thinking it was a cheat and it was like a doping mechanism for people to use but it's not it's completely safe to use many researchers do it i mean the olympics approved it in like 1990 or something like that to say isn't a supplement that can be used but I want to say this as well from a personal side. I used to use it probably every two days. I used to use it uh, to help with rugby and training in the gym and everything. But I had a period where I got admitted to hospital with kidney issues. And they couldn't find anything other than the fact, deeming it down to creatine. 
And I don't think that gets shown. So you see everybody taking, like, you should be taking creatine, which is yes. I'm not saying yes, and I'm not saying no, because it is quite a valid supplement. So, yeah, you've got to take it with a bit of pinch of salt. I'm just saying from my experience, eventually I'm going to get back on it and lower doses and build up and see how I feel. But for now, I'm avoiding it completely after having that. And this is like everything that I talk about. And this is what I've said in other podcasts. I sit here and talk, and you listen to me, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'll get what he's on about. Or you might be sitting there thinking he's talking a load of shite. I don't know. Um, but basically, you don't have to do everything that's ever told to you. I'm providing evidence here to yourself to be like, wow, this is fantastic. I'm getting the evidence for me, digested and ready to go. It's up to you whether you want to do anything with it. So like the supplements, it's on you. You might want to take all of them, which is go ahead. But just be mindful, you would be better getting it from a diet and then adding these in if you need to. Protein is something one that, like I say, when you're working busy lives, you've got kids and everything like that, and you can't really get all your meals in or anything, a protein shake is one of these ones where it does fit that. It fits the bill, which is use it, help it, let it be one of your advantages. That's it. That's me wrapping up for this week. I'm signing off. I shall see you next week, and it will be at 4 o'clock, and I promise the episode will be there 4 o'clock on Monday. See you later, y'all.